Hi everybody, this is Yoni here. Just wanted to let you know before we started this episode that we got some new equipment here and we haven't quite figured it all out yet. So there is a little bit of echoing um, over the first 10-15 minutes here that then eventually gets figured out by the end and um, we'll still work on that. So thanks for bearing with us. Alright, here we go. Episode 24. Hello. Hey. <laughs> hey. Welcome to Love Songs of Podcast. I'm Laura Fine. Yeah, we fine. Together we are. <laughs> fine, fine, whatever. <laughs> okay. It's episode 24 of Love Songs, the podcast. The yes, it is. The show where Laura and I each pick a love song we have been listening to lately and talk about why. Why? We listen, why, why we, we listen, listen to, to it? Why we listen to it. <laughs> okay. What it makes us think about okay. love. Okay. Happy sure. summer, everybody. Happy summer, Laura. Happy summer, Yoni. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the, we're in the, in the thick of it. We are. It's been hot. <laughs> we went on vacation. Mm-hmm. It was hot when we were on vacation. It was. We've been uh, playing some Scrabble. <laughs> Pretty wild. <laughs> Wild days here in the fine house. Uh, Scrabble days. Scrabble days. Minecraft days. Yep. Um, baseball days. Yep. Um, sitting around while it's too hot outside, just enjoying our family. Mm-hmm. New season of Glow came out. All kinds of good stuff. Yeah. Amidst all kinds of horrible things. Yeah. Also true. So, good old music. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you? Um, anything else you want to cover? We um, again, if you follow us or if you you know subscribe or whatever it's called in iTunes podcast, that helps us out. Just for it being easier for people to find the show. Um, if you give us a rating or review in iTunes, that always makes it easier for people to find the show. So we appreciate that. Yes. Yes, we do. Um, I feel like uh, I heard from a couple of friends of ours recently that gave us some feedback that listening to the podcast made a bad day better um so thank you for telling us that because I don't think you could say anything that would make me feel happier or more compelled to record another episode so yeah happy to hear that for yeah sure. yeah sometimes people are like why do you do that podcast and we're like I don't know it's kind of <laughs> yeah. fun so thanks for giving us a better answer because <laughs> that wasn't really I don't know but anyway, thank you. Yes. Well, should we get into it? Uh, let's get into it. All right, we got we got two love songs. We, got, we do we got two love songs this week. Yes, just uh. like every week, <laughs> we have a formula. Um, they are different. Um, why don't why don't we do mine first? Because mine is more timely, like the newsworthy event yours of the summer. Yours isn't the newsworthy event of the summer in the um, world of music. Okay, great. Also, we can get me being a brat out of the way. It'd be great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, like for the rest of the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh well, worth a shot. Just kidding. So, um, I'm delightful. There's a new <laughs> super group. I mean, it's not really new, but this is the first time that they're calling themselves the Carters. Um, oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to edit out like every eye roll and then accompanying sound of an eye roll that you get. 
Laura has feelings about Beyonce. (laughs) I sure do. And Jay-Z, but specifically Beyonce. Some of which I get, um, some of which you'll probably hear my reaction to. I actually Um, feel super vulnerable right now, um, mm. which... uh, because I feel like normally I keep my derisive thoughts about Beyonce relatively quiet because very few people back me up. <laughs> Most people <laughs> think I'm crazy. Uh, and I feel like that's fine. But I'm about to be very public about the fact that they make me roll my eyes so hard. And here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. sighs> this feels I'm... a little bit like there was a podcast you told me once about where... Um, this one guy tried to get this other guy to like fish. Oh, analyze fish, yeah. <laughs> and Scott Ackerman and Harris Whittles. Yeah, yeah, and every episode was playing fish and <laughs> trying to convince the guy that fish was amazing. And the guy was like, yeah, I just don't like fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. You can not like Beyonce. No one cares about that. I mean, um, I feel like so many people do care about Well, people do like care Beyonce, about that. But, but the points that you're going to make, I don't know. We'll see. Let's get to it. Because... Um, and anyway, she obviously has her fervent defenders um, on the internet. And sure. so now this technically is going to be on the internet. So yeah, you might get I, like really attacked. I don't know. You go, Beyonce, really. She's amazing. She's but. amazing. Um, and anyway, so the album is called Everything is Love. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> it's going to have love songs on it. I can put one okay. on the podcast. And then the last song is called Love Happy. <laughs> all one word, all caps. And I was like, ooh, actually, so my friend Moon, is he's he's not like a huge I mean, he likes jay-z but um he's a big hip-hop guy and um you know most people hip-hop fans think that this album kind of sounds like a beyonce album with some jay-z on every track um for the but most it's part. the carters so it's the carters oh <laughs> oh i guess we might as well start <laughs> jay-z said i'm in i'm gonna start <laughs> oh it's so good happily in love haters please forgive me I let my wife write the will. I pray my children outlive me. I give my daughter my custom dresses. She gonna be litty. Vintage pieces by the time she hit the Okay, city. so obviously that part uh, is stupid. Uh, and easy to... Um, by the way, sorry, there's some language here in case you didn't know. I have meant to warn people. We went to Jared, I went to Jar out in Perry. Yeah, you fucked up the first song, we had to get remarried. Yo, chill. We keeping it real with these people, right? Lucky I ain't keep you when I met that Yeah, I know how I met her. We broke up and got back together. To get her back, I had to sweat her. Y'all can make a with a bag, I had to So obviously them doing all their like, here's how much status we have and look how rich we are now. You can roll your eyes at that and I did. I know. And that's fine. The part that I'm more interested in is them talking about the relationship that's more relevant to this show. Okay. Like here. Love is deeper than your pain. And I believe you can take baby. The ups and downs are worth it. No way to go, but we're working. We're flawed, but we're still perfect for each other. So all this is like, you know, on their most on their albums before this, 444 from Jay Z and Lemonade from Beyonce from like two years ago, they're both talking very openly about this affair that Jay Z allegedly had that put their relationship on the rocks, and you know Beyonce in Lemonade is calling him out for it like super explicitly, and it was shocking when that happened because it was 
this is like a really interesting celebrity couple. I don't. So I listen to this podcast called Still Processing that I don't want to repeat all of their points about it, um, but I'll recommend it. So on this Still Processing episode, which is Wesley Morris and Jenna Wortham, two New York Times culture writers, talking about this album in depth. They do a great job. So find that. It's called We Louvre the Carters um, from a couple weeks ago, which I guess is like late June. Um, if you want to hear two people who know a lot more about Jay-Z and Beyonce and all the cultural references they're making and why they matter, um, especially, yeah, <laughs> right. They're going to sound way smarter and, talking and they're not like, than you know, what's so about to John happen Worthen here. Is, is a huge <laughs> fan, and Wesley Morris um, has some eye-rolling at, at both of them about things that you probably that Laura has issues with, like their um, just kind of capitalist, you know, status stuff and um, and them not being the um, maybe like agents of change that he wishes they would be kind of historically or in general, but in general he's, they talk about the things that they're doing on this album that are um, kind of important and on the video especially for Ape Shit where they're in the loop they talk a lot about that and why that video matters a lot and how it's doing a lot of interesting things um, and you know Jay-Z okay. they, they talk about Jay, like I guess Harry Belafonte called them out or something about not um, doing enough you know um, to not doing enough in, in like civil way. rights because um, he, he basically ruined okay. his career to be a civil rights activist and stopped doing Thanks, Harry. taking roles and stuff and um Anyway, Wesley Morris's thesis is that they kind of responded to that and are now um, being more explicit about um, just social justice and things like that. He has this good good line or whatever. Um, Are they doing it while they're wearing designer clothes and drinking expensive shit? Yeah, well, that's all part of their thing. So their thing exactly. (laughs) Well, it's just that they like they have they they are this new image of power in a relationship oh, <laughs> well, of like of what you can do of 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 who of well i mean a lot of this is wrapped up in okay. their blackness and uh-huh. and kind of you know them being in the louvre that whole video is like we belong here you know okay. we we um are not you know second rate anything and mm-hmm. um you know we're the best basically okay. um and kind of celebrating all of their heritage and themselves and what they were able to accomplish, okay. you know, in the business world and with their family and everything else. And so okay. they do a lot of singing about like this, we've got this family, they've got their three kids, you know, they've got their, they've got their life. Um, I do like hearing about the accomplishment that is that. They, and they, they talk about them yeah. so much on this record. Like they mention, you know, Blue and Sir and... Rumi, Rumi, um, many times, um, and yeah, that does feel like part of the accomplishment. And they do; they also have a weird like they're not as public. Um, they're not. Yeah, like on social media, like okay. in between albums and stuff. I mean, I not, feel like this is super public. Well, yeah, but that's the interesting like tension about it. It's like they have their private lives. They don't use Instagram the way like Kim Kardashian does, and mm-hmm. then they make an album uh-huh. where okay. they do talk about their own relationship and their own mm-hmm. like, and they're not sugarcoating stuff. And again, so they each had those previous albums that were um, really honest, and or you know that's how people responded to them. 
and um you know her talking about you know his his uh infidelity and then him addressing that and basically like apologizing for it on his album mm-hmm. um and then on this album now they're like it feels like they put those out and now they're back together as this like super strong mm-hmm. kind of duo that um now has worked the power through a really hard thing. work through a really hard thing yeah. and so that's what the stuff in that song um is saying that i think is interesting let me pull up the words to some of them what are you what are you what are you thinking about while i do that well i think that i understand why this is interesting to talk about um i was thinking about how and this is part of my thing that i know many people don't agree with i just don't like the sound um and that's fine it's just not my taste um and so it's not something that i would want to listen to um or so i'm curious i'm also thinking about i want to hear your thoughts about what it is that you like about what they're doing musically um how you feel like it yeah i know you really like it It sounds (laughs) amazing i mean laura's not i mean there's you know she played sid she likes r&b in some kinds of ways but when (laughs) r&b crosses with pop in a certain way you don't like it and beyonce is 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 in the mix of i don't think i've ever liked a beyonce song Oh my god! <laughs> Maybe yeah. that could be a different podcast. Yeah, no, you like play. you don't like. Yeah, there's there's something about. I also just don't like her vibe, and I don't like a lot of um, her message. I have a whole thing about Beyonce's version of feminism that I find uh, problematic. Um, also, so maybe you should give people an overview of it because some people might be like, "What?" Beyonce's I know, like the super feminist, awesome badass. I know, and I appreciate that. I still am wrestling with it, and I'm curious to hear if other people have thoughts that are similar, because I'd like to hash it out. Because when I think about it, I know that she's this person that a lot of people talk about as a super feminist icon, and there's something about it that doesn't sit right with me. Um, and I can't quite figure out what it is, but I, I, I come back to it every time. So Okay. Leave a comment. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Only if you're nice. Uh, <laughs> people are, is this the episode where people are going to start getting mad at me i don't know i feel like i just don't love what she's putting out um i don't know all right well let's look at what she's putting out because okay. in the song he starts rapping about um you know i let my i let my wife write the will i paid my children outlive me so right off the bat he's talking about like she's in charge she's the mm-hmm. boss and there's a lot of that in the whole album is like she's the queen of every shot and he's like there on the side mm-hmm. like he's kind of the arm candy even though he's <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. looks like Jay Z. He's, she he's looks like playing Beyonce. the support role because yeah. she's Beyonce. <laughs> she is. Sure. It's like she just shines so bright. Yeah. Um, but anyway, then he says, "Well, uh, that's an interesting commentary on love, right there." Of uh, especially for somebody, and I do not know very much about either of these artists as people or their careers or anything. But for somebody who has a career like Jay Z has, that is as where he's as huge as he is, uh, to choose to. It says something about his humility um, and yeah. his relationship with his yes. ego to and be like, yeah, my wife is Beyonce and I don't need to shine brighter than her. So very interestingly, that that kind of stuff. And that's that's a move from him from his prior persona as Jay-Z, you know, drug kingpin turned uh-huh. rap god, you uh-huh. know, like the most machismo male 
you know, stereotypical stuff from all of male hip hop, you know, uh-huh. which, which is, is also part of what I've never. Yeah, liked but this this stuff is different. Like uh-huh. on other stuff on here, he raps about how he makes the best collard greens and uh-huh. how he's like this homebody, <laughs> okay. you know, like he does he does all that kind of stuff. And and on this, you know, he talks about there was a meme going around of like he there's a shot of him on a jet ski from a few years ago and he looks really sad. It's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. <laughs> sad Jay Z on a jet ski. Yeah. Um, and then everyone's like putting it with a line from this record, which is like you should see what happened. Like when we both when I the first time I went in the water, like you rocked it and I like couldn't do it. like he didn't. I forget the line exactly, but he's kind of making fun of himself and being mm-hmm. a little bit more self deprecating about him compared to Beyonce taking a step down or backward behind mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about. I moved the whole family west, but it's whatever. Like they moved, I think part of the common or the internet, like conventional wisdom about what happened is that they moved to, I guess, I think LA from New York when, you know, a couple of years ago after this affair happened to save the marriage. Um, okay. I, I think that's what that's about. Um, and so he's saying, yeah, like I, I left New York, like I left my home and, and, you know, we moved out here. And then she says, you did some things to me, but boy, you do some things to me. Mm-hmm. Um, love is deeper than your pain, and I believe you can change. Mm-hmm. Ups and downs are worth it. Long way to go, but we'll work it. Um, we're flawed, but we're still perfect for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I thought we'd never see the light. We went through hell with heaven on our side. This beach ain't always been no paradise. But uh-huh. nightmares only last one night. Happy in love. Mm-hmm. And what's weird about that too, and again, on still processing, they talk about this a lot, is that the album doesn't like that kind of has a happy beat. This last song on the mm-hmm. album, but it's still got some notes of not super happy. Um, the videos they don't always look very happy in the shots. They look kind of you know they're not they're so th- it's not like this. Hey, look, we're a perfect couple. It's very mm-hmm. much we went through some stuff mm-hmm. and we have issues mm-hmm. and we have stuff, you know, we're not complaining. We have everything we could possibly, you know, have dreamed of and we still run the world, but stuff is hard mm-hmm. and being in love is hard. And, mm-hmm. and we work through this stuff and, you know, we still, like it says, we're flawed, but we're still perfect for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just something that's been said before, but you don't hear that, I don't know. I don't feel like we've ever really heard this mm-hmm. before in in much, let alone in hip hop. You know, when else do we hear a couple? I mean, there's a lot of couples that makes music together. Well, that's what I was just thinking about. This is something that we pay attention to and sort of like to talk about is couples that make music together. Um, we talked about Mates of State in season one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always think that's sort of an interesting collaboration to think about and in what ways they are making their art, which is about their innermost feelings most Mm -hmm. of the time and, and in what ways they're being public about their experiences with each other. And what I always notice about Mates of State is that there are ways in which they seem to sort of be musically working their stuff out together. Yeah. Um, And then doing that on a platform where other people are watching. Yeah. Which is really risky and brave because it leaves something that's so personal so available for other people to witness and the exchange I think between two people in some ways I think is more brave to do in front of other people because what someone else sees in it if it's different than what you experience it has a way of amplifying whatever is there which is why I think we do things like have a wedding in front of an audience of people, mm-hmm. right? Because having witnesses to your experience makes it more true. 
to why we have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of what we do. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's something that happens to me when I listen to us talk to each other where I see us in a slightly different way that I like. Right. Yeah. And it's so we, I don't know. So I was thinking about that, too, because like I said, there's this privacy Their Their privacy is a thing. But then they're working it out. It feels like working out in the music or, or using mining the reality of that relationship mm-hmm. to make, you know, new music and interesting things that haven't mm-hmm. been done before. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and also I kind of think if you're going through an intense thing and you're making art at the same time, you're either being really disconnected while you're making the art or yeah. you're making the art about the thing you're going through. Yeah. 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 So it, in some ways it feels a little bit like a, choice you kind of have to make yeah. if you're, you either take a break until you've gotten through it or you make art about it right and we get breakup albums all the time and that kind of thing you know um but this is a lot more complicated than like you know a taylor swift breakup album you know this is about more complex you know and more adult to me it feels more mature like issues of you know um working through stuff and then Mm -hmm. with a family Mm -hmm. you know involved in it too and then also legacy and you know your own art and your own yeah everything and their own they were both like these clearly like (laughs) very well-defined people with their own stuff before well and i like too the way that they sort of dismiss entirely the notion that just because there was an affair that they should have broken up. Like, I think sometimes oh, that's yeah. part of the cultural conversation is um, that that's automatically the end of a relationship. Right, and, and instead, they, just... they really sort of accept, yeah, this yeah. happened and this happens and we chose to grow from it and we got stronger and we were public about it. We didn't make it a taboo thing, which right. that I think is really right, cool. Right, right. Um, and that's what's so funny about that line. As when he's bragging about the jeweler he went to, she jumps in and says, yeah, you effed up. That first stone, we had to get remarried. Uh-huh. And people, they weren't public about this, but they posted a photo at some point or something. And someone, and pe- most people think that they renewed their vows, you know, afterward mm-hmm. and maybe used, got a new ring or something. Um, but he says, she says, you effed up the first stone and had to get remarried. And then he jumps in and says, yo, chill, man. We keeping it real with these people. And then she says, we're keeping it real with these people, right? He went to Jared. I went to Jar out in Perry. Yeah, you fucked up the first stone. We had to get remarried. Yo, chill. We keeping it real with these people, right? Lucky I ain't cute nah. when I met that. Yeah, I know how I met him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that whole like back and forth exchange yeah. in there. It's um, and then she says, "Lucky I didn't kill you when I met that bee." And he's uh-huh. like, nah, "All right, all right, all right." Like it's this very right. like. Funny... We've had this fight. We don't yeah, need to. Like, like we're <laughs> laughing about it now, and that's part of what I'm thinking about. I am a couples therapist if you have not heard that before on the podcast. Um, And this is, I think, like, sometimes when I work with couples who are on the other end of an affair, um, they reach this really new, interesting, deep place in their relationship. Um, Sometimes if they choose to work through it and they're able to figure it out. And, and, you know, I, I definitely see spaces where they feel stronger and more in love than they were before not that that's a reason to have an affair or, um, but it's an interesting <laughs> thing to um this is podcast and this crazy girl was saying that like beyonce sucks no, and everyone should have affairs if you <laughs> like there is i think some newer conversations that people like uh esther perel um have started having about 
infidelity and, and what that's about in a deeper way than sort of the traditional cultural conversation about it. Um, and I think when you sit in a counseling office with couples and really listen to what's going on on both sides, it's just complicated um, and making it taboo and um, sort of being out of hand dismissive or just, okay, well, this happened, so you just throw the whole thing away, um, I think is does a disservice to a lot of relationships. Um, so it's really interesting and I think also pretty bold and cool that they are uh, – talking about it in yeah. this way and, and even away, laughing about it anyway uh i think it's really cool that they are talking about it in this public way yeah and i think giving a gift of making it a little bit less taboo in general Mm -hmm. um so i appreciate that and and being aware of their status being aware of how many people are looking at them being aware of the fact that they are basically having their indoor private way that they end up uh fighting about it (laughs) and then teasing each other about that and doing that it's amazing everybody it's amazing Um, I can appreciate yeah, what's cool they, about they that. Yeah, they let us see that and so that we see that. Because they know that everyone idol. I mean, she mm-hmm. knows that she's a goddess mm-hmm. to people, you know? Right. So it would be a whole other thing to sort of pretend that never happened. Exactly. Um, yeah, I see yeah. that. I feel like that's I feel like that's very valuable. And, you know, the, and they both know they're these larger-than-life personas, too. Mm-hmm. And just seeing them be a married couple is just like, you know, I guess that's what people get excited about, the royal family. You know, this is like our version of that. Um. Mm. (laughs) I know I don't really care about that either well but I I think there's also something about really showing everyone we are idolized and we are totally flawed and even saying that in the song Um, and there's nothing perfect going on here even Beyonce uh, can have someone who steps away from her you know (laughs) it seems hard to imagine (laughs) if you've got a certain idea Um, definitely I get what, yeah. Okay. I can. You don't think it sounds good? Like uh, that beat? Hold on, listen to that beat. Okay. Um, I mean, I, uh. wow. <laughs> sounds so good. Okay. There's no point in discussing that. <laughs> It sounds great, and she does um, like so many amazing things with her voice. On um, on all, she always does. Um, and on this whole album too, and she she raps and she sings. And she's so here's good at all the thing: I I think a lot of this is just it's not my genre um, of what I love. And we just went to um, a jazz club, and I was talking about, and it's a thing that we have done together on dates a few times. Um, and it's something I really like doing. And I don't really like listening to jazz. <laughs> um, but I can appreciate, especially going and seeing it live, what's amazing and cool and artistic and all of the talent. So and we have to watch the Beyonce videos because that's like what she does. Okay. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I can appreciate that she has a beautiful voice. I can appreciate that she does amazing, interesting things. I can appreciate it's just that I don't feel yeah. excited and happy and want to listen to it the way that some <laughs> other things make me feel 
Happy in love. <laughs> that's yeah. how it ends. That's good. Okay. <laughs> but then, I don't know. I think that's funny, too. Like, it's all called love happy. It's like happy in love. And they are. But it feels like it's got a tinge of something like, wait, what? Is it really all good? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's a really real truth to say about uh marriage um is that it's a constant thing you have to be constantly paying attention to and there's not a place where there's just never any tension or um like there's a wound there and it's gonna have a scar yeah (laughs) the other thing that um they talked about on that still processing podcast that um relates to this is you know you don't we don't know if they're gonna stay together forever sure it probably won't i mean most famous couples don't i don't know but like maybe they will maybe they won't but the you know jenna wortham was saying you know it doesn't matter they gave us this artifact like Mm -hmm. at this moment in time this is what they're about and i'm grateful that they did that and whether Mm -hmm. or not they last forever or not doesn't really matter at this point you know Mm -hmm. we'll see well and i think what they're one of the things that i hear them saying in the song is we are choosing to stay in this because we still see value in this relationship we still see value in each other yeah we still see value in and we're really excited about the family that we're raising and we want to prioritize that and we still find joy in this and that nothing needs to be perfect in order to be good yeah that's where i was going to is they they feel like they have that too like we're not saying we're going to stay together forever like now we know they're saying we're still working Mm -hmm. you know which which and we're still in it and we still like feel like this is right yeah you know and that i think is a a cool idea cool Cool. we got a cool idea from laura to jay-z and beyonce the carters with (laughs) love happy (laughs) off of everything is love their surprise album surprise they gave us this summer thanks carters oh my gosh (laughs) listen to her what nothing it's just i don't like them that much okay cool well, thanks for talking about them for half an hour with us. Sure. Sorry if I if you love it and you're like so mad at me. I'm really sorry. I'm not trying to be a downer. It's just you only wanted to talk about it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Could you imagine? That that's what she said. Yes, because she just did it for half an hour. I'm sorry. I just don't <laughs> like them that much. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. All right. What's your song, baby? Oh, okay. Well, it's called Honey Body by Kishibashi. Anybody Kishibashi. Yep. Should we play it? Um. Well, maybe let's just talk about who Kishibashi is, because I don't know. Oh. Um, he is a an American singer, multi instrumentalist, and songwriter, founding member of Jupiter One, and for a few years he was a member of the band of Montreal. I love of Montreal. Um, and. This song, Honeybody, is from his album called Sonderlust. He went to Cornell's School of Engineering. And according to Wikipedia, he flunked out of Cornell and went to study film scoring at the Berklee College of Music. Oh, I did a summer program there. Where he bef- where he became a renowned violinist. Oh. Yeah, he's does. there's always a lot of different instruments and weird kind of electronic and acoustic sounds on... I don't know. I've heard a little bit, but um, but yeah, it's cool. So let's listen to Honeybody. Honeybody. It's 
starts out all orchestral. <laughs> See that? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> You're kind of like, wait, what? What are we listening to? So I'm glad I stuck with it after this part because I almost skipped it. Laura's <laughs> <laughs> got a quick trigger finger sometimes. <laughs> nope, nope. But then this starts. And then she was like, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll listen to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Instead of like sipping yamakaze on the rocks, he's nope. like, maybe sipping Coca Cola. Let's have a Coke. <laughs> Play checkers. <laughs> It's a little more me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's literally what we did today. <laughs> That's nice. Tell them what I'm doing. So Lori's doing a special dance. She's got her arms in the air. She's got little like sparkle fingers happening it's not and uh, now it's becoming more jazz hands but it's really all in the fingers <laughs> <laughs> um it all goes with a wiggle and a shoulder all right a shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot more moving pieces there feels like a product placement thing, but I think it's just it. because it's a normal drink and it sounds good. It's got the right sound. Yeah, it sounds Sipping good the, the way he says it. It's like even. saying the word chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> song yeah it's been in my head for the last two weeks yeah you've been saying the coca-cola line and the what's the other line that you keep singing hey baby what you doing sunday i 
been singing that too. Yeah. Everybody wants a hundred body someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of like I've achieved the dream. Like I don't know the rest of this album is, but this like you know I assume that what you like about this relationship as it sounds like you said like what we did today where <laughs> we played scrabble and we weren't drinking coca-cola we were drinking like if you had a coca-cola you would have been really happy to drink I it have. though i was drinking strawberry lemonade mixed with sparkling water mm-hmm. which is a delicious drink <laughs> <laughs> highly recommend <laughs> if you've gotten anything from this podcast today folks mm-hmm. i hope it's a good beverage recommendation mm-hmm. um <laughs> um yeah so i like that song um and for some reason i've been going through a little bit of a musical dry spell where i haven't been as into anything that i've been listening to and i've been really trying to find some new stuff so this was one of the few things that i found lately that i kept wanting to come back to it makes me feel happy Ooh, honey, yeah, doing some? yeah that's and really good. i don't know why i don't know enough about bruno mars to say why <laughs> <laughs> this makes me think of bruno mars but it does okay. do you have any thoughts about why this makes me I think mean, about it's bruno good, mars like, feel good pop that is just like good natured and uh-huh. you know positive and okay. is like i love you that's a dance <laughs> Woo! Like, that's okay how i respond um, to bruno mars yeah so i think there's also i mean there's an interesting thing that he's saying about just naming the song honey body and sort of talking about her body and i want your body and um please please me all of that feels pretty sexy um and at the same time he's talking about playing part cheesy with her (laughs) right that's that's keeping it real and and also like um what are you gonna do you know it would feel really nice if we sat down and drank some cokes together (laughs) and, and just we're in the same place on Sunday. Like it feels yeah. really simple. And yes. and that's the part that makes me think about, in, I talked about Sundays in the last podcast too, when I was talking about your mind and Sunday morning. Um, And I think I was still thinking about that when he talks about spending a Sunday with her and we connect in a real way and we're just here and we're together and it's easy and yeah. we're relaxed and we're playing, you know, the whole, the, they're all of the lyrics in the beginning. I got my checkers out, chess parcheesy. <laughs> he says, when you coming out for gameplay, I got my checkers out, chess parcheesy. Oh yeah, honey body, you make me want to play with you. And I love this next part. And if you want to bring your dice, that'd be real nice. <laughs> Six-sided dodecahedron. It doesn't matter. Oh, they're going to play D&D. Um, right? And so <laughs> that's another thing that I feel like I don't hear that much of what's joyful and loving about sharing play. Yeah. Um, and that, I think... When he's being all coy and like doing a little bit of double entendre sure but it's also just about the games yeah yeah like that it's just fun to sit and be with her and be playful and that's something that i think about in our relationship a lot i think that's always been a pretty deep core of how we connect with each other Yeah. yeah um playing just by joking around playing by actually playing games playing 
I think playfulness has always been, even when things are awful, we usually are able to find some sort of way to connect through play. And that's a way that we reset, I think. I mean, we just, we were on a, we were back east in New York for about a week and, you know, like going all over the place and traveling and stuff. And we've been home for a couple of days and we've just been taking it super easy. It's been super hot, but we've just been in the house playing games, you know, playing video games with kids, board games with kids, board games with each other. Um, just that's kind of how our family has been re-centering. I think I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what we do, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of a lot of families do that. I mm-hmm. think a lot of couples do that. Um, and I think that's part of when I feel the most grounded. Yeah, is when we're all just sort of home, laughing, yeah. and playing together. But like, when I when I realize even when things are hard, when you and I are joking around with each other i often feel like okay things are still okay (laughs) you know and even if we've been fighting or something or there's tension for whatever reason or we're depressed about all of the things that one could be depressed about right now in our personal lives or um the world right when i find that we're still laughing you know (laughs) and we're still playing and still finding each other that way and and still really good at you're always really good at making me laugh (laughs) and I always really appreciate that um which that's making me think about the weekend that we first got together and we were both really sad because you were about to leave and we had just realized that we wanted to stay together and then you were moving away we didn't know when we were going to be together again and at the same time we were having a really good time together Mm -hmm. um and we started we coined the phrase, hey, fun, we're still having you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's where that got coined. Um, and I feel like it's a thing that we have come back to over the course of the years of our relationship where, um, like right now I'm thinking about a couple of being at an airport, not this most recent trip, but the time before, and we were in security and the kids were both crying and it was uh, objectively a pretty miserable experience, but we were playing and it was funny Mm -hmm. and I was thinking that's the sort of thing that I want in my life is that even in these really hard times we can find a space that we can still figure out what's uh what there is to laugh about and that's what that song feels like I found this and so this is what everybody dreams of Mm -hmm. you know um and when everything else is complicated and presumably the rest of that album has like other things that are complicated in a relationship and we just talked about another song where they're mm-hmm. talking about complicated things in a relationship but at the end of the day if you like playing mm-hmm. checkers with somebody or scrabble mm-hmm. you know that's that's something you should hold on to mm-hmm. and i think there's i have a little bit of a record scratch about the fact that he's constantly referring to her as a honey body and like that there's that she's just sexy or something um yeah but, but i don't know i think that maybe has connotations also of like a homebody and like a sweet honey bear thing mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so yeah it's got that sexy thing but it's also like warm and sweet yeah, and somebody that you just feel really good to be with yeah like yeah. a pooh bear yeah <laughs> yeah like i feel like um i don't know when i'm playing with Pooh Bear has a honey body. <laughs> he does have a honey body. <laughs> when I'm playing with the little kids, I always call them th- things like um, yeah. honey bunny and things like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I think the song just, I, I also, I really like the way it sounds. I like all of the. Oh yeah. It's got fun little blips and bleeps mm-hmm. and um, really, really catchy and 
really cool um, percussion and stuff. Mm-hmm. It just sort of feels like a, it feels like a summer day. Like yeah, it feels like a song that you would listen to sitting on a beach. Um, Try it, listeners. Maybe, Go ahead. Maybe you're Please on do beach that. Right now, listening to Love Songs podcast, and you were like, "Man, that song was great. I wish I could listen to it without them talking." You can. You should buy it. <laughs> you should <laughs> drink a coca-cola listen to that song uh-huh. take a walk on the beach or drink some yamazaki on the rocks if that's more your speed you do you you do, do you. you just like we do we <laughs> we do us we we do us okay we do us i do me <laughs> <laughs> okay um Thanks for listening to Love Songs, the podcast. <laughs> That's my new sign-off. It's a bit <laughs> weird. That's what I say. Yeah, I don't know. That's good. Thanks. That's good. <laughs> I thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. This gets better every time, the way that we wrap up the show. Uh, so. <laughs> so, bye. <laughs> That's yep. good, right? Yep. Okay.